It's recording, right? Oh, you need your you need your music. Yeah, you can't start without the music. Yeah. Yo. Wow. This is loud. <laughs> Whoa. What's up, guys? We are episode eight of the Disciple Me Now podcast part four, I think. Part four. Of the series that we've been in yep. on the process of discipleship. We've been taking people around this wheel. Yep. Spiritually it, dead, spiritual infant, spiritual child today. Today, spiritual child. So, and we did an overview at the very beginning. So um, we're really pumped about this episode. If you're like, what's the spiritual wheel? We're, we'll put a link or something in the show notes because um, we want you to know about it. But I'm just stoked about it. We were talking before the podcast of this stage is such a common stage for for all Christians, especially in America. Yeah. And we might talk about that a little bit about why that that is. And but Nathan, that's why I love this podcast, because we were just talking and he said something. I was like, bro, we got to put that on the podcast. So he's going to kind of share a realization of what he had, even as he was driving over that I think was just super, super profound. Yeah. So I was driving over here thinking about what we were going to say on this podcast, thinking about the stage of being a spiritual child. And I realized that a lot of young adult ministry in our church, so ages like 18 to yeah. 30. And the big C church too. Big C church. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, they're all, it's all aiming at this young adult stage. Well, really, sorry, we're really trying to aim at people who are more mature. Yeah. But what's happened is so many people who are in the real ages of a young adult are actually spiritual children. Wow. So they really just haven't matured very far. And that's why young adult ministry functions so much through events and through Mm. like um, setting up different like activities yeah. for people to come to and for people to engage with. Cause it's like, they're still at the stage where they need their parent to set up their play Ooh, date for. Wow. Them. Step on some toes. Yeah. Like, like so, truly though, because like, I mean, I'm just thinking about that. It's so much in the young adult culture, man, uh, man, I wish we did this. Oh, mm-hmm. I wish we did this. Oh, I wish mm-hmm. we did this. But really what we're saying is this is what I want. I need you to do it for me to facilitate my spiritual growth. Yeah. We're coming for people today on this podcast. Yeah. There's so many people who are in the real ages of young adult in the church yeah. that like they don't know how to create relationships themselves in the church mm-hmm. and they need people to basically hand them opportunities on a silver platter to to have those relationships. Yeah. So we want, we're going to talk about, okay, what are the indicators? We already kind of started there. You know, what is the growth pathways? Because this is a fun stage, but mm-hmm. I think that um, within the American church, many times we stop our discipleship process at this stage. Yeah. And if we want to make disciples that make disciples, I mean, we can't have parents, we are like practical parents. We can't have physical young adults. We can't have old people that are still in the spiritual child stage. Yeah. And you got like people who have been in the church for 20, 30, 40 years and they're yeah. still at the spiritual child stage. Yeah. And so I want to really get into what are some indicators. I think this is going to be huge. And I think that it can even be eye-opening and maybe convicting for some people yeah. or for some churches or leaders or pastors or whoever is like, okay, wow, 
that's a lot of our church or that's yeah. a lot of our context. So tell us, man, and I'll chime in as, as man, I, I, I'm thinking, but what are some indicators? I want people to know what they are. Yeah. So this stage, everything, everything in church and in their relationship with God is all revolving around themselves. They probably don't even realize it, but every time they, well, not maybe not every time, yeah. when they read the Bible, their thought probably goes first to how does this apply to my life? Mm. They want that application to help them. Yeah. When they go to church and they listen to a sermon, they, they're thinking about how does this help me solve my problems wow. in my life? Wow. They're thinking, man, I hope this worship song is played because I like this worship. Yeah. Man, we're getting it because, like, you know, we're thinking, um, man. I hope I like the event. I, you mm-hmm. know, all of this stuff, and it's not. I don't want it to come off like we're bashing spiritual children or anything like that because it's a stage that all of us go through. Yeah. But these are some indicators because I do think that many times spiritual children, just like actual children, think that they're maybe further along than they really are. Yeah. And it's our responsibility. We just got to be real, you know? Yeah, and it's and it's our responsibility to help people push past that. Yeah. But those are some really, really good indicators. Are there any more? I don't yeah, know if so there the, are. They, they might be saying stuff like, you know, I love my church because I feel like I belong. Mm. Or my small group is great because they make me feel welcome. Mm. Or I don't want to split our small group into two groups because I just started making friends. Wow. So, like, and we've gone through like a lot of that within our context. Yeah, yeah, so much. And like, again, like you said, you know, there's nothing wrong with someone at this stage. Like, that's completely fine and normal. And normal, yeah, it's expected and it's good that they're growing. It's good that they've grown, grown past the infant stage. Yeah. But like, we just need to be real and aware and recognize like there are these people because we need just need, need to know how to minister to them. Yeah. So, I think that, man, if we as leaders have to, and as disciple makers, must pay attention to um, to where they are. I think yeah. of when Jesus, um, the two brothers, right, come up to him, and they're like, hey, who's going to sit at your right and left hand? Yeah. I mean, that was a very spiritually immature moment, and Jesus gets onto them for it, right? Yeah. Because what in that moment they weren't worried about Jesus. They weren't mm. worried about the other people. They were worried about themselves. Yeah. I think that's a really good scriptural and biblical example of what spiritual children are like. Yeah. Oh, well, I, you know, I want to do this. I want to go here. I want this to benefit me, like we're saying. Yeah. And I think the reason why this is so hard and so frustrating is because like we can't microwave this step. We can't just mm. like fast forward them through it because this is not just like a thing that you fix with the program, the mm. way that you move beyond this step is a heart change. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just chewing on that. No, a yeah, bit. for real. Because like we I feel like as as a pastor, it's like it's easy to let your mind go to, oh, if I just set up my service and my ministry, my small group, my small group, my growth track, yeah, all if I of just those words. Set it that up are in, in the right, right way, it'll further them on this progress of growth. But really what what needs to happen is a mindset and a heart shift from self-focus to God-focus and other-focus. Mm, and that can only happen not externally, but internally, right? Yeah. And it reminds me of like, uh, I think I 
did a talk with some of our youth leaders about how within the American church, we really have tried to microwave this step. We yeah. tried to put discipleship within a system, within a uh, a, a pattern or whatever, whether it's small groups, whether it's growth track. And I get why we've done that. But essentially the reason why though, is so we can put more people through yeah. the wheel and, and, and produce more. Yeah. And like you're saying, like if we want to get them from a child to a young adult, it can't be microwaved. Yeah. It has to, there has to be one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two, very small group or whatever of, of life on life of people that are um, connecting them, right? So mm. in the infant stage, we shared with them things. Yeah. In this stage, um, we connect them to God. We connect them to the church. We connect them to other people and to purpose. And that can't be microwaved. Yeah. We have to be intentional. And I think the reason why most of the church is sitting in our pews and in our seats, in our sanctuaries at the child stage, it's a bold statement, but it's because we've tried to microwave it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that, those are just some thoughts. Yeah, that you, kind you of, really have to like allow this change in this process to be the Holy Spirit working in the life of someone, working mm -hmm. in their heart. It's the Holy Spirit that brings someone past this stage, brings them out of a self-centeredness into a God-centeredness and other-centeredness. Yeah. So what are some growth goals or pathways or yeah. you know, whatever to help uh, them to not stay at this stage? Yeah. So we don't have a 30-year-old, 40-whatever, you know, as still a spiritual child thinking in these things to have that heart change that we're talking about. How can we help with that? Yeah. So I don't want to like turn it into a script, but I think the best way to think about it is as a spiritual child, they are self-focused. Mm -hmm. And so we want to get them to a point where they're other focused, God focused and focused on things, um, looking outside of themselves. Mm. And so to do that, we want to connect them, like you said, connect them to God and connect them to other people. Yeah. And that helps them to look outside of themselves. Okay. And then connect them to purpose. And what I mean by that is like showing them and helping them understand why we do everything we do and helping them see the purpose in it. So let's take each of those and go like yeah, one yeah, yeah. by one through it. So like connecting them to God. Okay. Okay. How do we do that? That's a, that's a great question. So I, I feel like if you if you are in this stage, then for you to be connected with God, it's important for you to pursue Him um, in worship, mm. pursue Him in like reading the Word on your own, reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, pursue Him through prayer. Pursue Him through um, church services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Being consistent. Yeah. In those things. Yes. I mean. We said only the Holy Spirit can really change our hearts. Yeah. But we have to be around the Holy Spirit and connected to the Holy Spirit for him to be able to change that, right? Yeah. I, I go out to dinner, right? And it's cold outside, but we, we're sitting outside. So I sit next to a heater, right? It's the heater that warms me up but I have to go sit next to the heater and mm. be in the presence of the heater in order for me to get warm. Come on. Come so on. just like, just like the heater, right? Yeah. If, if you want to be changed and impacted by Jesus, 
even though it's Jesus doing the work, you have to go put yourself in the presence of Jesus, yeah, yeah, wherever yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. So if we're discipling those yeah. people, okay, we have, and we've said this, I think, on every podcast because yeah. uh, because discipleship is life with life. Come and follow me. Yeah. Right. Um, we need to help them connect with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, with the heater, right? Like, yeah. like, oh, hey, there's like, let's all, let's go together and let's, work. let's read the Bible together. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, let's like, let's pray together. Mm-hmm. Let's, there's, there's a reason why I was thinking about this. There's a reason why our youth group is called Encounter because we were trying to help them encounter God, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you you just led last night, you led our youth group through a really cool activity where the students were able to read and receive some of the things that God yes. was speaking to the leaders for them. Yeah. You want to touch on that? Yeah, I mean, I just it excites me because it was this moment and like doing this podcast is awesome because it's just like almost full circle moment, right? Like yeah. We have a lot, we talked about this before the podcast, in our context, we have a lot of spiritual children. And mm-hmm. like we, we, we have aimed a lot of our systems and program and everything to that group. But we've been doing this thing called Dream Team where we're trying to obviously get them past that. And it was a moment in our service where our leaders wrote letters to their disciples. Worship team was playing and it, I didn't even think about it but it was a moment of them connect, being connected to God. A lot of them being connected to scripture that was written over their life. Yeah. And I believe because of that, not only did we see momentum, but we really began to see some heart shifts and, and just some testimonies that we've been hearing that I, I don't want to go into because of time, but just really cool things coming out of that because as the disciple makers, we made a choice to help our students connect with God yes. and connect mm-hmm. with scripture. So I know we took a lot of time on that one, but man, I think that that, if we can do that, that's like half the battle, yeah. right? If we can help them feel, man, I connected with God today. Yes. Right. I mean, I, that's the win. We can yes. go home now, right? Right. Like, for real. But connect, let's hit really quick, connect with others and connect with purpose. Yeah. So connecting with other people, if you are in this stage, be intentional about actually meeting people when you show up to church for services, Mm -hmm. okay? Be intentional about trying to get into a small group and build relationships with people and allow those relationships to flourish outside of the church walls. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm starting to build a relationship with you. Hey, do you want to go to our house for dinner next week? Yeah. Do you want to go out, out to dinner, out to a movie? And yeah. let those relationships grow past outside the, of the church. Past the four walls. So yeah. good. And when people, I mean, lives change, and my life changed. Whenever I came into the church, I didn't know anybody. I knew one person, right? Yeah. And he was kind of, I guess, discipling me, right? But it was when I was connected with other people in the church and we started hanging out outside of the church that my life really began to start making that turn of, mm. man, I... I really want to be serious about what it means to follow Jesus. Cause I do think that in this stage, it's kind of that thing. Like, do I want to be serious? Sometimes do I not want to be serious sometimes, but Mm -hmm. when we can start 
hanging out with people and connecting with people outside of the four walls, we're like, oh man, like I want to do it because then it's like that uh, Venn diagram that you talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. Everything is being affected by this, yes. right? So, and if you're so, if you're someone who is discipling a person at this stage, this is my favorite thing, right? Because up until this point, what's probably happened is there's probably someone who's coming to church, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they're sitting by themselves. You go sit with them, right? You you're trying to show them like, hey, like the church is a loving place. They accept Jesus right? They're the spiritual infant. You've been sharing your life with them. And now you get to be a conversation facilitator. So you Mm. see them at church, you start talking to them. And during that conversation, what you do is you say, Hey, um, John, come on over here real quick. Yeah. I want you to meet James. Yeah. Right. And now these two people are starting to build a relationship together that and you can step back. The best part is when you can take a couple of us back, you can leave that conversation and, they and keep they're talking. building a friendship. Yes, yes, yes. That's huge. So like a goal would be for you as a disciple maker to like invite that person along to a small group or a game night, yeah. something where they go into it where you're their only friend. And they leave it having other friends. That's the win that they're texting, talking to, hanging out with. Come on. Uh, Connecting to purpose really, really quick. I think this first can involve serving. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if at first it is for their sake, right? Like, or like, oh, what do I get out of it? Or, or, oh man, this makes me feel good or whatever. But eventually if we can connect them to their purpose yeah, and we even kind of did that again with the letters, yeah. we kind of hit all three of them, yeah. right? But, but I'm like, I'm feeling myself ourselves <laughs> right now, but, but, uh, but we spoke purpose. We spoke destiny. We spoke those things. And you do that through serving. You do that through speaking it over them. Like, hey, man, I see this ability. I see this gifting in you. I see that you have something, right? That you've been called or whatever it might look like or whatever it might be. But if we can connect them to purpose, when people realize their purpose, they will go to the ends of the world. They will run through a wall. They will do it because they it's their purpose. It's yeah. what they were made for. And the way that we do that as the disciples makers, and you can add on to this, but is um, you know serving mm-hmm. and speaking it to them. What yes. what do you see in your disciple? They don't know. You need to tell them. Yeah. Like don't just be like, oh, they'll find out. No, you tell them and let them discover it after or like you know process it afterwards right yeah one i think one of the keys to doing this well is to ask your disciple what are they passionate about Mm -hmm. so what what do they enjoy doing so you're you're giving them service opportunities but then in in those service opportunities ask them like what are you really enjoying about this yeah What what are the dreams on your heart and how do i how can i help you make those dreams a reality when we were at Fine Arts recently, so Fine Arts is like this um, competition. Sure, competition. <laughs> it's a it's a place for students to <laughs> high school, junior high students to practice and use some of their talents. Okay, yeah. art, singing, preaching, video. It, it has like everything. Yeah, just to give some so context. Like, but yeah, continue. Thanks. Yeah, I I had um, a student that I'm discipling. Um, who did a, a bunch of different categories. And so at the end of the, the day that he had performed all of his categories, I asked him, I said, which one did you enjoy the most? And he was telling me, you know, I really enjoyed human video, which if you guys don't know what human video is, 
Look that up on YouTube, pretty legit. So he really enjoyed human video, also enjoyed preaching. And that helps me because, okay, those are areas now I want to just funnel him into. Yeah. And really allow good, that passion just to grow and flourish. And fan that flame. Yeah. Fan that flame, man. That's huge. I think, like you said, and paying attention to it. I mean, there's even some leaders that I've tried to allow to serve in some er- some areas. Yeah. And they're like, they don't really like it. But I know that I see that they're passionate about something else. So fanning that flame, giving them opportunity, connecting them to their purpose. Yeah. Um, I want to, um, not that, do you, sorry, last no, I'm, 10%, I'm anything like that. I think that was a lot, yeah. right? I think that was really, really good. This has been like actually one of my favorite ones we've done so far. So fun. I think it's because we really are see across the nation that this is where the most of the church is. So hopefully something we say and something we said is helping disciple makers get their disciple past this step eventually, but still being able to minister to them at this stage, right? Love it. So here's kind of our last segment. We always have a finishing segment. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's funny. But we're going to kind of be, um, I guess, uh, a little a little serious or whatever, sentimental. Uh, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to really give, I guess, shout outs to we, we each chose one person that um, has really made an impact and discipled us because actually this was Jaime's idea, not our yeah. idea, the, the magician behind the camera. But man, and y'all know if you've been discipling somebody, you don't ever get no credit for anything. Like you could be saying something for six years to them and then somebody preaches a sermon at youth camp. They're like, oh my gosh, God's changed my life. And you're like, I've been saying that for four, four six years, whatever. So we know that like making disciples is not glamorous, nor should it be. But we do want to just um, give honor where honor is due and just share kind of one uh, story, I guess, or whatever about somebody that has discipled us and just give them a shout out for me. Um, it's my senior pastor. His name's Greg White. Y'all heard me talk about uh, Pastor Sean a lot. Well, Greg White, my senior pastor, I've worked for him, came up under him. And I remember that, um, man, something about Pastor White, man, he can be quirky. He can be all those things. Everybody that knows him knows that. But um, I remember somebody else telling me um, this about him. And, um, you know, that like, it's real when somebody else is the one like saying it about him when they're not even there. And they said, man, pastor has a lot of quirks. Pastor can be weird, but pastor has never been wicked. Hmm. And that, uh, that's always resonated with me that his heart has always been pure. His heart has always been, um, for the good of his flock and for the good of his people. And, um, it's something that is like, Uh, hopefully rubbed off on me like a standard of holiness a standard of love for people not not chasing after platforms and lights and and stages but truly just caring about people and not allowing wickedness to come into my heart that the enemy can easily allow us Mm -hmm. to do um so man pastor i don't know if you're ever going to listen to this or whatever but i love you you have made such an impact on my life and i am so grateful for you yeah dude that's awesome I love that I know Pastor White, so I'm able yeah, to like Yeah, for sure. You know kind of what I'm talking about. I'll, we need to put a picture of Pastor White on the screen so anybody that's watching. Him dancing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, oh, okay, so cool. everybody can love him as much as I do. So the guy, the guy I'm going to pick um, is also a pastor, was, was my senior pastor yeah. for a while back in California. 
um, Pastor Doug Green. Doug Green! <laughs> I've never met him, but I've heard lots so, of stories. So He has been the pastor of our church in California for the past like 27 years. Literally, probably the most humble person I've ever met. Mm. And I would say, if I were to choose a top, top three people who have impacted my life, he's definitely in the top three. Yes, come on. And he was the guy that, and back when I was in high school, and I had a small group, I was in a small group, and our small group leader wasn't able to be a small group leader anymore. They couldn't find a small group leader. Then as the senior pastor of the church, he stepped in for a year and was our high school small group pastor. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And we talk about in this episode about connecting people to, um, to other people in the church, connecting them to God, connecting them to purpose. Well, one of the things Pastor, um, we call him Pastor Doug. We use his first name. That's Pastor fine. Doug. One of the things Pastor that- Pastor Greg. Right. That's Pastor White's first name. <laughs> one of the things that Pastor Doug loves is Yosemite. So this is a national park in California. Loves it. It's about like a six, seven hour drive from where we lived. There was one day when I was an intern at the church and he- decided it would be a great idea to go up to Yosemite. We pack all the interns in the car and drive up there, spend a day there, and drive straight back. So super short trip for like seven hours driving. Well, he brought with him a Wycliffe missionary. So I literally had seven hours up, seven hours back in the car where I was able to pick the brain of this mm. of this missionary right at the same time that I was considering going into missions. Wow. The first time I was like thinking through all this. And so that moment, that weekend trip, I don't even know if you even realize this, that weekend trip was like really life-changing wow. for me. Wow. Literally. I, literally. And connecting you to your purpose. Yeah, connecting my purpose. Yes. Because now I am going, m- my, me and my wife are planning on going overseas yeah. for Bible translation like with Like tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But like, that's awesome. That's like a perfect example you see of like someone who is yeah. intentionally discipling and bringing along some wow. other people to connect them to God, other people and their purpose. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. We sure did. Um, so please make sure that if you've been watching, if you've been enjoying the content, please like it, please share it, please subscribe to it, hit the bell so you can get notifications. We want you to be watching. We want you to share the word to your friends. We're so thankful that you are a part of our Disciple Me Now family. You're going on this journey with us and we hope that we are helping you make disciples that make disciples. We will see you next Sunday and we cannot wait. Thanks guys.